0: Your host,
3: Beth Ann.
4: And I welcome you today to CSU Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. I'm excited about today. We are going to open up the phone lines here in just a little bit so you can ask your questions of Anthony and Tiso of the book he wrote. And it's just a bunch of history. It's not an opinion. The Great Congressional Deception from 1777 through the Present. At first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you as a body of believers across this great nation. Father, open our eyes and our ears to hear and know the truth. Don't let us shy away from it. Don't let us be so naive that we think we have no say in what's going on. But Father, first may we be your children who seek after your will, your ways, your laws. May we seek after your righteousness and apply your word to our lives. Oh Father, Abba Father, we thank you for your, your love and your grace and your mercy and for your wrapping us in your arms. When we come back to you and beg your forgiveness for our own sins. Father, this nation is in, it's overwrought with evil. And your people, your children have been silent too long. May we rise up, not for the good of here, but for you. That we might be your instruments. That this country might again be yours. One nation under God. It is for such a time as this, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It is the responsibility of the patriot to protect his country from its government. That's from Thomas Paine. He also wrote in his fourth article, The Crisis, Those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigues of supporting it. I think we, the people, have laid back an awfully long time and enjoyed what we thought was freedom, and we've given authority to those who weren't worthy of authority, I should say. The two-party system, when it rules, the people lose. Have you noticed that? Thomas Jefferson warned us. Oh, he said the executive power in our government is not the only, perhaps not even the principal object to be solicitude, to my solicitude, he said, but the tyranny of the legislature is really the danger most to be feared, and will continue to be so for many, many years. The tyranny of the executive power will come in its turn, but at a more distant period. I think we're seeing that today, not the executive power, but the tyranny of the legislator. That means Congress. That means the House of Representatives and the Senate. And, of course, in today's world, their bureaucracy. We have no separation of powers today. But we do have a separation from our Constitution, our organic Constitution. I don't want to take up a lot of time here in my opening, as I want to have a lot of time for questions and answers from you. So I'm going to give you the phone number now. And then I have plenty of questions if you are too shy to call in. But 877-895-5410, your questions must be regarding the great congressional deception. I read an article this morning claiming that Elon Musk is not America's savior. It was quite enlightening and kind of scary. There is no one person that will save America. Not even that 45th president of the United States of America... Escalating and awakening. Giving hope to the we the people. Yes, he did that. But Donald J. Trump cannot save America. Americans alone can save America. Knowing the truth is only the beginning. We the people must act upon this truth. If we do not, well, I'm tempted to say nothing will change, but I believe it will change. I believe all will change. The congressional deception has now led us so far away from our beginnings that if we, the people, do not act, our nation, the great American dream will turn into a nightmare. U.S. Incorporated, the great congressional deception of the American people from 19, I'm sorry, from 1777 through the present. And with that, we bring on Tony Anthony in Tiso. I call him Tony. How are you doing this morning, Tony? Hi.
2: I'm doing great, Beth. Thank you very much. I enjoyed your monologue.
4: Well, thank you. You enjoyed it because I kept it short. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I've got another. I've got lots of quotes today. It says, "Most bad government has grown out of too much government," and that's a Thomas Jefferson quote. I think we can see that. I mean, we have you know, even today we have so much government, too much. We hear, especially during the election years the Republican Party in particular is who I'm going to talk about, will give their speeches, a calling for less government, and nearly in the same breath they talk about helping the American people by legislating more government <laughs> and always right. always promising right. to cut taxes or give us some tax relief through legislation. <laughs> yeah. It just gets yeah. crazy. Doesn't it? Are okay. you there? Oh, there you are. I said yeah. it just gets crazy, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, well, it does, and uh, that was why I, um, after I completed my studies at Hillsdale University, that, that um, it got me to thinking about our history, and I started doing the research, and that what what's brought on the book of a, it's just basically a chronological history of events that took place from the founding of our nation until today, and those events that changed our form of government we are under today.
4: Did, um, did uh, they teach, um, this great congressional deception at Hillsdale? Did they talk about that? Not specifically. Okay.
2: What, what got me to, um, to that conclusion, so to speak, is that. Um, in the many lectures that I sat through, I had uh, six different professors, mm. and each of them in the various subjects at some point in the, in the uh, study, that they, uh, the subject that they were teaching, they each brought up the separation of powers as it related to what the object of their teaching. And that got me to thinking, why? Why were they... All six of them bring that up. So I started doing the research and found out we don't have our separation
4: of powers. Well, we really don't. And you know the one of the things that is before the Supreme Court, went before the Supreme Court this week, and I guess they'll they'll come to a conclusion on it in June. <laughs> but is this yeah. uh, this coach that had a prayer at um after the game all by himself, he went out and knelt on the fifty-yard line, and they're debating whether this was constitutional or not. Oh. and you know, yeah. to me, it's it's a that's no-brainer. A private person, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, it, uh, yeah, no, that's a private person. What he does on his own time uh, has nothing to do with uh, whether it's. Constitutional or not. He has that inherent right. Each of us are born by, are created by our Creator and given by our Creator inherent rights. And one of those is freedom of choice. And we have. Really lost a great deal of that freedom of choice.
4: Well, and I think, and uh, and maybe I'll ask this of you when we come back, but I don't want to concentrate on it. But I think they're claiming that he wasn't on his own time because it was after a football game and he was on the the field, which belongs to the oh. public school. And I think, but uh, it doesn't say yeah. you have to be on private property when you pray, <laughs> when you have prayer. Yeah. And he didn't invite anybody to join him. And it goes on and on. But anyway. The Great Congressional Deception of the American People, U.S. Incorporated. It's uh, time to open up phone lines. You've got questions, got your booklets there in front of you. 877-895-5410. Ask Tony anything you want regarding this book. 877-895-5410, and we'll be right back. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. has lights on. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. Again, the phone lines are opened up, 877-895-5410. If you have a question about the great congressional deception or a comment, um, because this is very important, I believe, and uh, Tony has convinced me, and we've mentioned in the past, <laughs> we've mentioned this in the past, that the fight today is the same as it has always been. Howbeit, I think it's more crucial and existential. The argument between state power, local power, and federal or national power. I've got a couple of quotes here that I want to share with you, Tony. And this one is from Thomas Jefferson. Resolved that the several states composing the United States of America are not united on the principle of unlimited submission to their general government. Whensoever the general government assumes undelegated powers, its acts are unauthoritative, void and of no force. That's Thomas Jefferson. And James Madison said, Each state, in ratifying the Constitution, is considered a sovereign body, independent of all others, and only to be bound by its own voluntary act. In this relation, then... The new Constitution will be established to be a federal and not a national Constitution. And, Tony, I thought that was interesting, and I kind of had a question as to what the difference between federal and national was. Rudy got out the handy-dandy dictionary but um, and kind of explained it, as federal is relating to a system of government in which several states, from a unity, but remain independent in internal affairs and national is relating to the whole of a country rather than to a part of it. And I think that's where they're trying to govern today is on that national level, don't you?
2: Well that's that's part of it. And I would like to just give you one quick quote out of the Constitution itself as to this jurisdiction, which mm-hmm. is what you're talking about. Okay. It's that okay. Um to exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over the district, that's the District of Columbia, not exceeding 10 miles square, become the seat of the government for the United States, and to exercise all authority over all places purchased for the consent of the legislature in which this shall be. But, in other words, their federal authority Authority is limited to the 10 miles square, to the District of Columbia. Their federal authority does not include telling the states that's where our states' rights go, and they're trying to change that states' rights. That's exactly what you're saying.
4: Yes, correct. Okay. And okay. I do. I still get a little confused on that District of Columbia thing, but I, I understand what you're saying, but sometimes I get confused as to the history of it and, oh. and what they're trying to do now with trying to make the oh. District of Columbia an actual state. You know, like a 51st right. state of the United States. And to me, according to the Constitution, they can't do that.
2: Not, not without, you yes, know, that's correct. Not without a con, uh, constitutional convention. But, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Today, why today? And and anybody wants to call in and interrupt me, that's fine. I don't mind. They they could do that. But what? It, why is it relevant today? That this information? How does it apply to our everyday? Uh, I have to ask your listeners: How are you going to defeat the enemy if you don't know who he is and where he comes from mm. and what it, he is comprised of? What? has happened over time is that we have that congress has abdicated or turned over their authority to all of the agencies to make law they they do not follow the constitution and that happened in 1871 which i outlined in the book that by the incorporation of a federal corporation And that federal corporation is what's governing us today. It's an administrative law system of government. In other words, we'll call, we'll say the Environmental Protection Agency, which is everybody's favorite one. (laughs) They make a rule, okay, or a law that they're going to penalize you if you put too much water on your property. But they not only make it, but they decide what the penalty is, and then they can prosecute you for it. That's Mm. not the separation of powers that the Constitution says should exist in our government today. So that's the basis of the problem.
4: It's agencies making law and not Congress. And I'm going to go back to square one. Um, It all changed after the Civil War, uh, when the USA was broke, the United States was broke, and Congress... I guess were they feeling desperate, Tony? They had to incorporate in order to procure a loan from the world bankers or the the wealthy families of the world. Whatever. That's way correct. They That's so they correct. were desperate, and in order to do this, they had well, to make an incorporation of the government of the that, United States. Yeah. Yes,
2: Congress authorized under. Uh... Uh, Andrew Johnson, who was president then, they authorized uh, bonds in the amount of $250 million at 5% interest, which was an unheard of interest in those days. And nobody would buy them because uh, they said, how are we going to, if you don't pay us back, how are we going to get the money from a, a bankrupt nation? So the bankers convinced Congress that they had to form a legal entity that could be sue that could sue and be sued, and that's exactly what you said. They formed a federal corporation in 1871,
4: and, and they did that in memory. a decept in a deceptive way. I'm trying to find my my notes here. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Because yeah. um, with when uh, Vice President Andrew Jackson became president after Lincoln was assassinated, I'm sorry, Andrew Johnson, not Jackson. Um, Congress, because he wasn't going along with them is my understanding, so they decided to make a diversion and they trumped up to, a little play on words there charges for impeachment 11 counts of impeachment
2: all false every one of them were false does that yeah. sound like uh something uh the Democrats took from history?
4: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and, you know, and even after now it's been proven that they were wrong, nobody's apologizing. I think he should be unimpeached. I don't know if there's a, a process to do that or not, but I think they need to, I think we need to show that they've got egg on their face. We do have a caller. We have Laura from Missouri. Now Laura has been on top of this for a long time. Laura, how are you doing? Good,
1: good. And, and Bethany, Anthony said it all correct, but he forgot to say that to to get out of that democracy, you have to uncontract with that corporation. That will get you back to the republic, and you can do that administratively, which means by paperwork. paperwork that goes to the government. You can file it in your county courthouses. Saying that you you uh revoke the election to be an employee of that corporation United which States is a United States, States, States. citizen. And and, you're, you're and that crazy. that process. Go ahead. No, Yo, you're correct. I didn't forget it, I just <laughs> We hadn't got there I'm yet.
2: Brought, <laughs> I'm glad you brought it Sorry. up. I really am.
1: So we preempted
2: but, you. That's all right. Not a problem. But you have to do one more thing. That affidavit that you file in the local courthouse um, wow. separates you away and, un, and away from and out from under that corporation. But you can't live your life out from under it until you do one thing collectively, and, that's, and that is to hold an initiative petition referendum for an election in your county to form a constitutional republic government within the boundaries of your county and then make your commissioners or supervisors or whatever you call them and your sheriff take the proper oath of office. If you look at yeah. the oath of office, okay, so if you look at the oath of office today, it doesn't say the United States of America. It says the United no. States,
1: which I, I know you know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you are right. and And we are part of the Missouri Assembly, which is working on that goal here in Missouri to get our republic back within our state. And um okay. uh, and, is, and Tony is...
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean
4: to interrupt you. That's okay. Oh, We're okay. headed into a break. I'm gonna to have to have her listen offline, but I mean off the phone, but we, um, Tony is actually doing a series, well he's he's putting himself open to come and help communities. Get this done, and there's, and I want to talk about that when we come back, Tony, because you told me a really good story yesterday about when you showed up at the bookstore. Laura, thank you so much. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Anthony and Tiso. He's the author of The Great Congressional Deception. He's just got history there, not opinions. The Great Congressional Deception from 1777 through the present, and we'll be right back. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. I do want to add, before we get into any more today, that you can get this book, if you haven't done it already, at Zephyr Books and Coffee. The number to call there to order the book is 530-598-2584. It's 1999. He's done this on his own so it's not on Amazon, it's not out there in some big publishing company, but it is right there at Zephyr Books and company Coffee which is sounds like a really nice place to go. Five three zero five nine eight two five eight four. and speaking of being there, he uh Anthony actually showed up there was that a week ago or so? Tell us about well, that because I think that's very yeah, interesting.
2: Yeah, the Uh, the bookstore called me one day last week and said they were running out of uh, books and needed more because they were uh, selling. So I said, I'll be right over and I brought them some more. And when I walked in the door, the young lady behind the counter pointed at me and, said to this elderly couple standing there, said, well, here's the author. And I turned around because I thought, huh, who's the author? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not used used to that. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, this couple, for those of you who don't know, I live in Northern California next to the Oregon border. I'm as far north as you can get in California before you get into Oregon. Um, And anyway, this couple was from a county... North of me in Coos Bay, Oregon, and they had been on a trip and they stopped at the store to pick up copies of the books to send to their relatives. And they are working with their local commissioners and their local sheriff to form a constitutional Republic form of government within the boundaries of their County. And so, um, They asked me if I would uh, come and talk to them, and I said I would when the time comes. But there is a process for those of you who are, who want to get out from under it, and you're gonna, it's gonna really take some doing, but as any action plan that you take, you gotta go with what the circumstances are at the time. But Mm. there are, here are just some quick points that you have to do, I believe, I, I, and I've outlined these, is number one, you have to get your sheriff to understand what con- what consti- which constitution he takes the oath of office to. And then number two, you have to hold an election within the boundaries of your county to form that constitutional republic. Don't do it as a resolution. You do it as an ordinance. Now, because of my legal background, I tend to look at things legally. And so you can't, as a, as a group of people, separate from, out from under our corporate setup, unless you do this legally. So you hold an election, you create the formation of a constitutional republic, you reseat your commissioners or supervisors with the proper oath of office, you have to reestablish your economic base because if you're successful and you get other counties to join you, you're going to have a problem with the, the feds coming after you, including the uh, which would be the IRS. So you have to figure out how to establish your economic base, and there is a way to do that. Even for um, counties that don't have resources that they can rely on, natural resources. You abolish all taxes and fees, and you restructure it. You establish a private two-tiered bank. One tier of the bank is gold and silver. The other has—that's—that's that's really complicated. I don't want to get into that right now. Okay. <laughs> but then, but then you have to re-elect your judges and set up a new court system, a superior court system within your county, because we do not have a constitutional court today. I Article we can 3, see that. Section 2 of the Organic Constitution, quote, establish courts in law and equity, common law constitutional courts. We don't have that. And last but not least, the sheriff needs to form a citizen's auxiliary or posse, and we have that here in the county I'm in. We have formed our posse for the protection of the citizens from the agencies that will come after us if you're successful in setting up this form of government. I hope that's a lot
4: to cover. It is, and it is in the book. You've included it in the back of the book, right?
2: Uh, how to uh, have the election, but the outline I haven't—I didn't. I, it's something I came up with after I wrote. Okay, the book.
4: so I have it, but it's not in the book. Okay, it's a broad outline for reestablishing a constitutional republic form of government, and. uh um, you need to put that no. in the book. <laughs> I'm always no, telling you what you should, should put in can. your book now that you've already printed it.
2: <laughs> no, I should probably do it a, a a second edition or something. Right. Um, can we make that available if folks want
3: it? Yeah, to we
4: can available? make it available. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. His broad, uh, his broad outline. Yeah, we can make that available. Well, the difference is I, I want to back up and get down to the basics for those who may be listening for the first time and didn't hear all of our other, all of our other, uh, uh Conversations here. We've done several of them. And in fact, he wrote uh, nine different articles when I was still producing the pen, and I I couldn't publish it anymore because of money. And it's um it's important that we understand this. But the basic differences. I know I was talking to you about this yesterday. The basic differences in our organic constitution and what they are following now, besides this incorporated thing, is all the amendments. They have added on since that time in our history. Am I correct on that?
2: You're correct, yes. Yeah. It the organic constitution constitutes uh seven articles. Um and uh the amendments were added later. Uh I ha it's interesting the state of New Hampshire um uh, well, I can't remember what year it was, but uh they recognized, I think it was 1996. They recognized the the uh, original 13th Amendment uh, as uh, part of the uh, uh, organic constitution, which is relates to that um, uh, emoluments uh, type thing. Okay. So uh, that I thought that was interesting.
4: Well, uh, these uh, amendments they all give more. Uh, am I correct in this assumption that they give the D.C. occupiers, the federal government or Congress, more power than what the original Constitution, when they start amending it one after the other? And we know we got lots of amendments on that Constitution.
1: That's It gives them more power
4: and takes power and liberty away from the American people.
2: Yes, you're right. You're correct. What started that, but it was necessary, was to establish the Bill of Rights. Because the first organic constitution did not have the Bill of Rights in it, right? And that's when they they had to call a, con, uh, a a convention of states, the thirteen states. They invoked Article Five of the Constitution to call this convention and establish the Bill of Rights and add it to the to the uh, organic constitution.
4: And, and so, I'm gonna. I'm going to let my audience know that I will have uh Christoph- Christian Gomez on tomorrow and we are going to talk about the convention of states and we are opposed to that right now and I think Anthony is on board with that opposition because it could get yeah. out of hand and I don't think people understand and just knowing this history can tell you how that one can become very bad really fast.
2: Well, what- even even when we had a, a Republican Congress and Tr- and Trump was in office,
4: yeah, they weren't doing. Yeah,
2: go no, ahead. they would not. If we hadn't had a convention of states, even then, they are going to call the shot. I, the states can only propose, and that's what it says in the in the uh, Constitution. They can only propose amendments, and then it's up to Congress to to fine-tune them and do what they want to make
4: you know, and them that minutes. is that has always been my argument about that and i don't know why mark levin wrote the book i haven't seen him promoting it yet i was very disturbed uh the other night when i heard on newsmax that they're having some big convention of states meeting or something somewhere i don't even remember where it was and ron DeSantis was going to attend it and that worries me we're headed into a break um I'm going to keep the phone lines open just a little longer, 877-895-5410, but I have lots of questions left for Tony, and we'll be right back. Have
0: you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America.
4: Or buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code Bethann. Or call 818-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. Rachel Campos-Duffy is coming to St. Louis for Vitae Foundation's annual pro-life event. As a published author and respected television personality, Rachel began her career as a cast member on the MTV reality series The Real World San Francisco. As a co-host of Fox & Friends Weekend and frequent guest of the Today Show and The View, Rachel is highly sought after for her unique views on politics, culture, and parenting. Undeterred by their unborn baby's Down syndrome diagnosis, Rachel and her husband, former Congressman Sean Duffy, welcome their daughter, Valentina, into the world. Rachel supports Vitae's pro-woman approach, which effectively reaches women facing unexpected pregnancies with life-saving resources. Come see Rachel Campos Duffy at Vitae Foundation's pro-life event on Tuesday, May 17th at the Hilton St. Louis Frontenac. Register for this important dinner event before May 6th at adsforlife.org. That's adsforlife.org. Have you ever checked to
3: see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity, and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month supply and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now more than ever you need to supercharge your immune system and to do that you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com That is IMMUNO150.com or call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224.
4: We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We are in the final segment of today's show. We've had some of the callers, but they weren't on topic, so we had to tell them they couldn't call in today. I have a quote here, and this is something, and I know it bothers you as well, Anthony, that this is something they have done with their many, many changes and amendments and their bureaucracy. No longer are the separation of powers. But it says here, and liberty, in fact, I think it was actually in your book, liberty is only secure if the right of property is secure. We know okay. that. Our government officials today, they're inventing one crisis after another to take the land to obscure or to procure our private property. And... um that's not what our founding fathers had in mind I believe in their minds private property was vital to a free people
2: and it's the basis uh, for your independence
4: <laughs> oh absolutely and I don't think people realize that
2: no they don't
4: and I think landowners
2: and, do <laughs> well yeah it's for sure but uh, I just was looking at something there in the commercial and um, there was um Quite a few Supreme Court cases, and this comes from a case that Chief Justice Marshall uh, uh, sat in on it, and they rule that, and the quotation is, "and each state in the union is sovereign as to all the powers reserved by that state," mm. and, the, and that comes under Article, uh, or not Article One, yeah, Article. Um, uh, no, the Ninth Amendment, I'm sorry.
4: Okay, the Ninth uh, Amendment, yes.
2: Yeah, that, that's where that comes from. It must necessarily be so because the United States has no claim to any authority by such as the states have surrendered to them. So, uh, in, and this is the basis for what allows you to, uh, how that came up with a broad outline on how to establish a constitutional republic within the boundaries of your county. You're not going to change D.C. You're not going to change the state you live in, but you can change your county because you can have more authority and control as a citizen. And you invoke the Ninth and the Tenth Amendment I was going to say. In the, from the Constitution.
4: And I have both of those in hand here. The ninth says the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And the tenth That's amendment right. says the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Okay, and that
2: what you just read that said reserve but not delegated, okay because the Constitution says that the federal government only has authority within the district of Columbia. It's authority as to um, how to run things Well other than the the uh, the commerce uh department of commerce the commerce clause and interstate commerce and they only have authority over properties like army posts and whatever other places they own so that's what that 10th amendment means
4: so let me um let me play the devil's advocate here for a moment sure we have sure. grown since then we're not the same nation that we were in 1787 when this constitution was uh ratified and, mm-hmm. and and you know we have these interstate highways we have all kinds of things going on now that weren't going on then we have cities all over the place we have 50 states instead of 13 uh, don't we need this big federal government to help us organize and keep things together and the infrastructure and on and on and on
2: well the that's something we, the people, in each state,
4: <laughs> need to determine. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goes back to that sovereignty, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, and you know, uh, I've mentioned this before. We're going to run out of time. My pet peeve is the constant screaming out of these politicians, both on the right and the left, about saving and preserving our democracy. And Levin, on <laughs> Sunday night, Actually said that we were not a democracy. And, mm-hmm. uh, he said, uh, that we were, he, he called it, uh, mobocracy. But then when he went on and he was interviewing somebody, he once again brought up the word democracy <laughs> instead of republic. And it just, it, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine. And I guess maybe I concentrate on it too much, but it is a pet peeve of mine. Trey Gowdy a week ago was talking about, um Democracy can't kill democracy. He's a promoter of democracy. He says, these people that say if they get voted out of office, then then democracy is dead. He goes, we can't kill democracy with democracy. But it's still mob rule, and that's not the way our founding fathers intended us in that original constitution, that organic constitution, to be governed. That's
2: correct. No, that's correct. And then on this... This business of the the outline to be able to reestablish, you have to realize the key is the sheriff. You're going to have to elect a sheriff who understands which constitution and understands the proper oath of office and then is willing to enforce that and not the federal corporation. Um, and it becomes difficult how they control the sheriffs is with funding. And in our own county, we have the same problem where I live here. Our sheriff would love to be able to, uh, sum his nose at the, uh, the local government, the way it's run, but he can't do that because they're the ones that control the purse strings and he has to be able to run his department and protect us. And that's why it's important that you have to change your economic base Mm -hmm. in your county. I'm sorry.
4: I was going to say cut those apron strings, you know, the the carrots that they dangle with their grants and all that. They take our money and they say, hey, you know, I'll give you a little bit back if you do this or do that. That's right. And there is a system that can
2: do that. So, um, yeah, and I'm willing to come and talk to anybody uh, uh, that Wants to uh try to start this process or just have a conversation. Uh, how, would like the con- how would you like
4: them to Pardon contact How would you like them to contact you, Tony? Would you want to have them email you? Do you want to give a phone number out? Dare you do that? <laughs> how would you like well, uh, my listeners to email. contact you? Uh, they could email me. Okay. You want
2: to give your email um, address? Uh the email address is uh D B. Mining just like gold mining, mm-hmm. so it's DB Mining at F B C and just reference in the subject uh, uh, constitutional government, and I'll know what it's about.
4: All right, DB Mining at F D E Global Net. No F C Cap C. I have a C, yeah. I just can't read my own writing. FDCGlobal.net. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, I hear the music, Tony. This was, it's the fastest hour of the day. I didn't get quite as many questions in as I thought I would, but uh, I think we had a great conversation. Folks, get the book, oh, yeah. Zephyr Books and Coffee, 5305982584. Tony is helping you. He's educating us, and it's going to take all of us. No savior the american people to bring america home
2: Um. this is a battle a battle between truth and deceit a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth we are being censored america's news outlets no longer provide the truth 90% 90% of news outlets in the United States
0: are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact theepictimes.com.
3: Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to LovingLiberty.net.
0: We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it. Know it. Share it. Freedomfactor.org.
1: Liberty